Thank you for hitting play on the Successful Hairstylist podcast. I'm Ren Lopa, the CEO and founder of Wolf and Rabbit Inc. Salon Marketing, and I'm obsessed with helping hairstylists build a clientele of luxury clients in just 30 minutes a day. Today, you are all in for an amazing treat because Denise Welsh, a Redken artist and salon owner in Seattle, comes to the podcast today to share all of her tips for hair colorists in 2022. And these are really going to surprise you and blow your mind. Denise not only shares the top mistakes that she sees happening in the industry right now, but she also talks about how to create a luxury experience that will keep your clients engaged and coming back for more. And she also shares her best advice for stylists out there who are building right now who maybe wish it was going quicker, uh, would have liked to have a full book like yesterday, but who are really focusing on bringing in the right clients. She has some amazing advice for you you really don't want to miss. And it's not something that I've really ever heard anyone say before. So get excited. To join us in this conversation, head over to Instagram at Renlopa Official and at Denise Suzanne underscore. We can't wait to connect with you. Okay, let's jump in. Oh my gosh, I'm so excited that we made this happen. Thank you so much for taking time out of your schedule to pop on this live and also share some really cool color info with everybody out there. Awesome, yes, thank you so much for having me. I appreciate it. (laughs) Yeah, so for those people out there who maybe don't know um, about you, can you kind of fill us in on you know, how long you've been in the industry and kind of what you're up to right now? Um, So I've been in the industry for over 15 years. Um, I currently own a Redken Black Elite Salon with over 14 stylists. Um, I'm based out of Seattle, Washington. Um, I am a Redken artist. Um, So yeah, just kind of busy growing my salon right now and doing a lot of classes for Redken and just kind of growing in the industry period, really. Wow. I mean, even like little pieces of that, I feel like are big accomplishments. So to like keep building and like opening a salon and then growing your team and then still having the space to go out and teach people. I mean, that's just amazing. Like, thank you for all that you're doing. Oh, thank you. I um, <laughs> apparently really like being busy and I like yeah. being challenged. <laughs> I think I thrive on all the chaos, crazy enough, but yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, that's awesome. So tell me a little bit about what kind of inspired you to become a color educator. And I mean, I know Redken, like I was a, I did the Redken color certification when I was behind the chair. So they've kind of always been like my home color line too. So, but what inspired you to become an educator? So uh, back when um, I decided to open up, well, back way back. So when I first started doing hair, um, very early into my career, I was introduced to Redken and I fell in love with them. And I've just always really liked their color line, just the education that they bring, everything. So back when I was a baby stylist, I've always wanted to be a Redken artist. I didn't think it was possible. It just kind of seemed really a lot of work, really out there. And it's like, you know, travel to New York, do all this stuff. Um, so I kind of, life came, I got married, got pregnant, had kids, all that stuff. Um, then I decided to open up my own salon, 
we went from, I went from using Matrix to Redkin and it had been many years since I had used it. So I needed to kind of get back in there and kind of learn what I was doing and stuff, making sure that when I had my team to grow, that I was giving them the correct knowledge and all that good stuff. So crazy me, I did the pillar program in six months. I became a specialist, <laughs> I became an authority. And then I went out and I did the certification. I needed to know what I was doing so I can go back and I can teach my team so we can be strong all together. Um, so that kind of, I fell in love with the education side of that. Um, I have associates behind the chair, so I enjoy teaching them with that and stuff. Um, so yeah, I kind of, after all of that happened, I guess I got the opportunity to audition to be a Redkin artist and I literally sat on it until the deadline. And I didn't know if I wanted to do it or not. And I had the whole, I, I, crazy as it sound, I filmed the audition video the day that it was due. <laughs> so I, <laughs> like I said, I, I like the chaos, I guess. I like, I thrive in all that. So I sent it off. Um, they accepted me. I went through all the other auditions. And it's been a long journey because we were through COVID of all this stuff. So mm -hmm. I kind of had to learn in different ways and kind of adjust to all the different things. But I feel with COVID and all the things we had to go through, it really pushed this industry and it really allowed us to learn a lot more ways of doing things and how to really be successful and grow and stuff like that. So yeah, so that's how I kind of became, you know, the artist and I just, I don't know. I, I, I really love this industry and everything that it has to offer. So I just kind of want to give that to everybody else and just kind of show everybody out there what there is and what you can get out of it if you put your, you know, put your work into it and stuff. Well, yeah. And I feel like Redken, the pathway that they have for their artists and like how they do the whole process, I feel like if people are out there who want to become an educator or who are interested in that, you know, they really have it set up, I feel like, for success. It's like you don't have to make Absolutely. it all up from scratch. You get to no. go with people who know what they're doing, who want to invest in you and want you to be exactly. successful. The, su the support system behind it is amazing. Um, that is why I absolutely, I, I just am so in love with that, you know, that whole company. Um, but yeah, the support that they give you all around is absolutely amazing and stuff. So yeah, and it's just, you know, they have the pillar program. So they kind of guide you through everything and get you where you want to be. And, you know, help you become the artist and, and get you out there teaching everybody else. And yeah, I really I like the support. That's, that's basically why we've, you know, chose to go with them as the support has always just been over the top more than any other company. So yeah, that's so beautiful. And finding the right people to partner with, I feel like can really make or break what you're doing anyway. So Absolutely. I love that. Absolutely, for sure. I totally agree with that. Yeah. Well, okay, so your work is absolutely stunning. I actually found you through Instagram, just like stalked you. And I was like, okay, we need to totally talk about color because truly like your work is like the photos are very beautiful, but I can tell there's such Thank like you. a quality there. Um, Thank you. So I'd love to talk a little bit about color, if that's cool with you. Absolutely. Absolutely. I, I love color. That's all I do all day long behind the chair is color. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So what do you think? I was kind of, you know, we were going over some questions and things like that, but I kind of wanted to start off with like, what do you, what are some of the common mistakes you feel like are kind of happening with colorists in 2022? You know, like you mentioned, our industry has really even started evolving over the past couple of years. 
not only social media in terms of like how we market ourselves, which is what I help people do, but it's like how the customer, like how our clients now interact with beauty and hair trends and all of that, I feel like has totally changed too in the past couple of years. So um, is there anything out there you see that you're like, okay, here are kind of some common mistakes happening with the industry right now? Um, so some of the common mistakes, and we have them in our my salon, um, is not doing that consultation before you get that new guest in your chair. Um, back before mm. COVID, we used to be able to whip out colors in two hours. Now things have changed. Clients are wanting bigger transformations. There's more steps involved in a lot of the coloring services that we are doing. So one is like making sure that we have the allotted time to give what we need to that guest at that, that appointment. And if we can't do it at that time, you know, break it down into sessions, um, doing mm-hmm. thorough consultations. Even if you can't get the guest in for a consultation to at least maybe do like virtual consultations. I have a lot of clients that are coming from different areas. So it's not practical for them to come in for that consultation when they're driving a couple of hours or even flying from different states. Um, so just doing that virtual consultation kind of really understanding what their bottom line goal is and being honest with Mm -hmm. them. You know, that's a big thing. A lot of the times they want something that's not practical and we are such people pleasers that we tell them that we can do it and then we just can't deliver. Um, So consultations, um, being honest, charging our worth. Um, Things are taking a lot more time for us behind the chair, a lot more product, a lot more skills from us so I think charging the worth for that and then being honest on how much you know the the bill's going to be at the end and stuff like that um and just kind of really digging out those questions from the client so you're really getting to understand what they want because sometimes their their lingo versus our lingo is not the same and and that's why a lot of the times we don't nail it is we're not really digging and asking more questions to really get to that bottom line that we need and stuff Ooh, I mean, I feel like you just said so many things that we could do like a million trainings on. (laughs) All like they're all so important. So when it comes to the consultation, let's say that that happens, because I know a lot of people, that is what they're afraid of is that someone's going to come in, they're going to want to say yes, they know they need six hours, and they have two hours, but they kind of like wiggle themselves into something. What what have you found is a good way to like talk to the guest about that and to be like, you know, I love you. I want to do that. We can get there, but today we can only do this. You know, like how have you found works really well to kind of have that conversation when the time just isn't there? Being honest, being completely honest. If you're not honest, it's going to bite you in the butt in the end. It always does. Um, So just be completely honest and kind of finding like some, you know, if you can't do the whole service, let's, let's focus on like at least what they're seeing so that they're leaning, that they're feeling that they've gotten something that I've gotten a change and stuff like that. And then talking about bringing in and, you know, bringing them back in for the more, more services to get more what they want and stuff. But it's also kind of like how I do it with my clients. It's like it's tiptoeing into the water. So if you're trying a new thing and you're a little bit hesitant to do it and we don't have enough time, let's do like a little bit of it and see how you feel before you do the whole full blown service and, invest in all of it and then end up not liking it mm. so kind of just being just honest is what you've got to do and yeah. it's hard it's very very hard I struggle but honesty is the best is the best honestly 
And I like too how you said do a little bit. So like I think so often we think in extremes sometimes, right? Like I'm going freaking balls to the wall, color correction style, like full balayage and then you know, or we're not doing this today. So I love that Mm -hmm. you're like, there is a middle ground that we can create for guests. And I really hope that people hear that and like, understand that that is still delivering like a really great experience. Absolutely. I mean, I had a guest in my chair this week. Um, She was a first time guest. She came from Florida. She was amazing. I absolutely adored her. Um, we just did a money piece on her, you know, we were just tiptoeing into it. We, we blended out her natural highlights and did a money piece and it made a huge impact and it wasn't a crazy big service. And it, it just allowed her to see, is this something that I want to continue? Do I want to add more? Am I happy with just this? Is this just too light? Stuff like that, you know, cause it is an investment on both ends of the stylist and the guest. So we just kind of want to make sure that we're getting them happy and we're not going all this work and them being like, well, that's just, I don't like it too much. So kind of just easing them into it as a good way of kind of explaining it and then kind of making it work on both sides if you don't have that time and stuff. Yeah. Oh, that is so, so good. Okay. Let me look over here. So, um, one thing that like I've been hearing a lot and we've been talking a lot about is like luxury color services. You know, I feel like stylists and as an industry, we're really seeing our worth. Like you were saying, even charge your worth, make sure your prices are where you want them to be. So with these luxury color services, I mean, to you, just in general, what do you feel like kind of defines luxury hair color? Like, what does that mean to you when you think about it? So that all to me means it starts from the experience in the chair all the way to when they go home and they do it themselves. So when you're bringing them in, you know, the experience that you're providing them behind the chair, the thorough consultation, um, the pricing, the what we're going to do today, the little things like, you know, making sure they're comfortable, getting them their beverages, stuff like that. And then when it comes down to like customizing their formulas, I like to Mm. customize every one of my guests' formulas and stuff like that. And then kind of making sure that they have that hair care regimen to go home to make sure that they're able to recreate what you've done in the salon at home and just kind of giving them all of that. But then also kind of making sure that that hair It's like, to me, all of my, I guess, luxury colors have like this glow to it. So it's not like, instead of it being like a solid flat color, it's got like that soft dimension, stuff like that. But to me, it's it's just the the experience, the education Mm -hmm. that you're providing the guests so they can go home and they can recreate it, how they're going to make sure that it's going to last long enough. Um, They're investing in their hair. So they want to make sure that they're keeping that investment and then just making sure that we're teaching them what to go home with to make sure that they're, you know, keeping that investment and they're keeping their hair looking their best and they're able to recreate that look at home as well. Yeah. I mean, that is so important too, because like I talk a lot about how, you know, somebody's hair journey. So let's say they're growing their hair out or they want to be platinum or whatever their journey is. I feel like it's like 80% what they're doing at home, kind of same as skincare oh, regimen, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. It is 100% a teamwork effort. Like I do my part, but you still have to go home and you still have to do your part. It's definitely a teamwork. You know, it's just not, it's not the stylist. It's both sides. <laughs> both sides. Yeah. Well, and I feel like that's becoming a little more common, like knowledge, However, there are so many different trending products online and everything like that, that I know 
even stylists can get in their head about offering these at-home hair care routines. They don't want to seem salesy. Their hands are shaking. They're worried about, you know, coming off the wrong way. Like, do you have any kind of tips on how people could get more comfortable with making sure their guests are going home with that hair care? So we're definitely not selling. We're educating. We're prescribing our guests with um, the correct products. Um, just kind of really explaining to them like when you buy something nice, you don't go home and use like not nice stuff to take care of it, right? You know, you want to take care of it. So just kind of explaining um, why we don't want to use certain products and what it could possibly do. And then just leaving them that option. They might not buy it that day. That's fine. But let that sit in their head. Let them think about it. Um, so when they're ready, they'll come back and they'll get it and stuff. But just explaining like TikTok has a lot of very scary trends right now. Um, and I know there people are very tempted to jump on some of those trends, but some of those trends can really mess up your hair, um, pull out your color, do whatever to it. So just kind of explaining the why behind we don't mm -hmm. want to use certain products and the why behind we do want to use certain products is really what it is. Because if you're not explaining the why, then yeah, it does come off as salesy and stuff. But it's in a, they're investing in their hair. They need to take that investment and they need to continue it at home. Because there's nothing sadder than taking a three four $400 color, going home and taking like a dollar shampoo, washing all that color strip out. So it's just that invest, it's just continuing that investment and stuff. And that should be something that is brought up in the, the consultation and explained during the consultation that this investment continues all the way to you go home and we're going to need you on these products and stuff. And then, you know, asking them, what, what are you, what are your hair concerns today? Like, what are you frustrated with? What is your hair not doing? What do you need? And then explaining to them, well, this will do this. And this is why we use this and stuff. But it's, it's really prescribing and really explaining the why. Because if you don't know the why, then why are you going to buy it, you know? Yeah, well, and if we struggle to articulate it, then how are they going to even grasp it? You know, we have to at first be knowledgeable enough to make yeah. that prescription. Absolutely. But, Absolutely. Um, but I love how you said, too, to do it in the consultation. Because I think so often we leave a lot of things until the last minute. And, like, I teach my students the same thing where it's like, Nobody, like everyone just wants to get out the door at the end. So it's like, Absolutely. make sure you're talking about, you know, retail and rebooking and mm -hmm. all of those conversations way sooner than like at that checkout moment. Yeah, that's, and that's where I like to bring in a lot of my guests for that um, consultation before we even get started. That way they can kind of understand what they're getting into, what the service is going to look like the day of, how long it is going to be, how much it is going to cost, the maintenance behind it. And what we want to do with the pre-booking and all of that stuff. That way they really understand and know what they're getting into before that first appointment. So if it's just not something that they're willing to do, then they have that opportunity from that, that consultation appointment to their appointment to say, you know, this just isn't, you know, what I want right now. It's not in my budget. It's not something that is in my maintenance schedule. And they can go ahead and cancel it. So that's why I always, with my team, I'm very strict about making them bring in color consultations before the actual appointment. That way they're going to set themselves up for success. There's nothing worse than feeling rushed and not being like, I don't know, prepared. And then you start cutting corners and then you overpromise mm -hmm. and you can't deliver. And then at the end of the day, you feel so defeated and it is like the worst feeling ever. So just starting yourself up for some, so, 
from success in the beginning is what's really mm-hmm. going to help and stuff. So make it easy on ourselves for sure. Do you like to overcomplicate things? <gasps> Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, that is such good advice though about really like making sure you even give the client the space to like process it, you know, cause mm-hmm. it's a lot of information for them too. Like not yeah. only does it help us have a better experience, but they also know walking in what they're getting into. So they're set up to actually be excited versus surprised yeah. or nervous Absolutely. or any of those feelings. Absolutely. And with that, it's like, also, um, we have a very, very, I'm very blessed. We have a very low percent no show rate. And I really honestly think it's because of this, because if they are really determined and they really want that color service done and they show up for that consultation, they're going to show up for that appointment too. They, they, you know, that they're already invested and this is something that they want to do versus like a last minute booking. And then they're kind of like on the fence and then they no show you. So I feel like that too is really kind of helped weed out those people that are not sure if they really want that service done. And it really locks in those ones that are like, they're here, they wanted to get it done. And, and with my team, um, we're booked out quite a bit, quite a few weeks. So it, it really helps keeps our books running smoothly and keeps it from those no shows and stuff. And yeah, it yeah. does allow the client to really kind of, and then in that consultation, you start talking about things, and then they kind of start looking at other things. And, you know, that way, they really kind of know what they want when they're walking in too, since if they're not completely sure at that consultation. So it just it, it sets it up so much better. Wow. I have really never thought about how doing like the pre-consultation can limit no-shows, but it makes perfect sense. And I, Mm -hmm. I personally feel like too, it's like a level of professionalism where like you're already providing a different experience where it's like, I care about you. Like, no, Mm -hmm. I don't want to just jump into second base or whatever. Like I want to like really know you and what you care about before we do this. And so it helps yeah. that I would imagine the loyalty even with keeping them long term. Absolutely. And that and that way too, they can also decide, you know, if they get in and they sit down with that stylist, not all of my stylists do everything. Some of us feel more comfortable in doing some things than others. So say they get booked with a certain stylist and they're sitting down in that consultation, that stylist is like, you know what, I would love to do your hair. But my stylist, Christy, over here is amazing fashion colorist. So I'm going to refer you over to her and let her take over you. And they're going to go much better hand in hand. Because you also want to make sure you're matching your guests with the stylist that's going to give yeah. them, you know, what they want. And we can't please everybody. And that is completely okay. So it's just kind of helping set that, you know, that guest up with that stylist as well. And that's also a really good opportunity time to do that, too. Man, that is so cool. And that's truly like embodying the collaboration versus competition, you know, thing that can happen in our industry sometimes. So it's great that they have that network to refer out if they need to, because you're right, again, we don't want to put ourselves in these situations where we love blonding, we're amazing at blonding, and a unicorn, you know, Lisa Frankhead walks in and we're like, oh my God, what, how am I going to do this? Absolutely. Because like I said, you don't want to feel defeated at the end of the day, you know, you want to make sure that you're doing what you know you can do, what you're comfortable with doing, and making sure you have enough time. And I always tell my stylist, if you're not comfortable doing it, don't, don't, I mean, to an extent, don't do it, you know, because <laughs> right. nobody's going to be happy in the end. Be honest, you know, a lot of us specialize in certain things. So mm-hmm. that's, it's the key word, specialize. 
So if you, if there's somebody that's going to fit that guest better and you feel comfortable, go ahead and refer that off to that, that stylist. Yeah. I feel like that helps protect the mental health and like prevent burnout too, which is huge in our industry, you know? So yeah, this is like helping people actually protect their career. I feel like long-term because they're not going to, like you said, feel discouraged at the end of the day and question why they did this. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And then it also it helps um, with the redos, like you don't get redos and stuff like that. And, and it, it, it all comes down to just being completely honest and stuff. I mean, that's, that's really what it is. I mean, like I said, we can't we can't please everybody. Mm-hmm. But being honest about it and making sure that we put them where they where they we feel that they would be best fit is, is the best. And stuff. Mm-hmm. I love that it's so simple. It's like, yeah, just be honest, like be authentic with how you feel. And like, it's so simple. (laughs) But sometimes that really is so hard because we are like people pleasing and everything. Okay, so I think that um, my last question for you, because I am very mindful of your time, is what advice would you kind of give to a newer stylist or maybe a stylist who is building her clientele right now who is trying to attract those right clients, you know, not any client, but like the right clients, um, Mm -hmm. and is just feeling a little maybe discouraged. She's trying to get those color clients in. She's trying to keep them loyal, but she's in that building phase. So like, what advice would you kind of give to her? So with all new stylists starting out, um, I always uh, recommend go through the associate program. Don't just try to jump out there on your own. It's never it's hard. It's a hard industry. I'm going through the associate program, just being an assistant shadowing um, stylist is really going to help grow you. You get to ask a lot of questions, stuff like that. You get to kind of find your niche and stuff. Um, I social media is really where it's at finding the clientele you want is through your social media. So if those guests aren't in your chair right now, go out and find them, go out and offer those mm-hmm. free services. Um, I do a lot of social content for some of the companies that I work for. And I'm very blessed that I have 14 stylists that let me do their hair when I want. <laughs> so that is um, a good chunk of my pictures and stuff. And that's honestly where I go in and I practice and like learn new skills, push my limits, try out new things, but bringing in models like complimentary models or just maybe having them pay for your product charge um, taking pictures, like find what you want, do those models, take those pictures, put those up because what you're putting up on your social media is what's going to grab that attention and stuff. Um, just, just furthering your education, throwing yourself in as much education as possible, pull out those mm-hmm. mannequin heads, work on them. Um, try out all the new things on your models, on your mannequin heads. Don't do it on like a current guest. But um, until you feel confident and stuff and then hashtagging, just kind of hashtagging the area you're at and the stuff that you want um, to bring to your chair, but really just kind of focusing on getting the pictures of the type of clientele that you want in the chair. You want to gravitate towards their lifestyle. So, and you want to click with them and they want to click with you and stuff. So kind of just um yeah just advertising what you want in your chair so and finding models is is always good because I mean they're pretty much willing to do whatever and and it allows you to really go in there and and get what you need and and those pictures I'm telling you those pictures are huge so take the pictures (laughs) take Mm -hmm. all the pictures and then post them 
but yeah, wow. education, being an associate, um, doing a lot of, you know, model work and friends and stuff like that. And it takes time. It doesn't happen overnight. I know a lot of the times <laughs> people it feels like it does, but it's consistency. It's just staying consistent constantly and showing up is, is what's going to, is going to get you there. But yeah. it does not happen overnight for sure. <laughs> we wish it would. We wish it would happen yeah. like yesterday. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I just wanted to reiterate something really important that you said. I mean, you said a, a million great things, but that you are, you have so much experience in the industry. You are, you own a successful salon. You are an educator at a company and you are still not sitting back and being like, I got this, you know, I know everything. You are still practicing and doing models and practicing techniques to put on your Instagram. And I think mm -hmm. that is just like really powerful. Yeah. In this industry, you have to keep growing. I don't, I don't know anything. I fly by the seat of my pants. <laughs> I'm lucky to even be here. But really, um, you, in order to grow, you have to keep learning and you have to keep pushing yourself out of the comfort zone. And, and yeah, um, if I ever try to get like a little cocky, I usually get humbled really quick. So it's not, but it's, it's all learning and stuff. And I, I make mistakes behind the chair. And the, and the best thing is, um, as a Red King artist, um, the one thing that they always tell us is mistakes are okay. Mm -hmm. um, when you make a mistake, you learn from your mistakes. And if you're not willing to make a mistake and you're not willing to fail, then you're not willing to succeed. Yeah. Oh, beautiful. Denise, thank you so much for your time today. Oh, Hopefully we so can, much. you know, I can have you back. You have so much great oh, info absolutely. to share. How yeah, How can absolutely. people find you? So if they want to see what classes you have going on, where would you like people to find you and connect with you? Um, so on my Instagram, I have a um, highlight reel. Um, usually they send me my flyers and I will post those flyers of the upcoming classes that I am teaching at. I do have a couple up right now. I just booked a couple more, so the flyers should be going up. Um, if you are with Level Loyalty Rewards through Salon Centric, um, they can find me and um, book a class with me through there and stuff like that. Oh, yeah, and I would love to go and teach. I mean, I love to share my knowledge as much as, as much as I can, as much as I know, and then I like to suck it from everybody else. Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love it. Well, thank you so much for sharing your time with us Absolutely. today, and then I hope you have a great rest of your day. Thank you. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we will talk soon. All right, thank you. Have a good day. Bye. Hey, you. I see you working so hard. I know that you're trying all the things, and yet word of mouth continues to be the only way you're trickling in new clients. At this pace, you know it's going to be another three to five years to reach your goals. You see others out there making progress, and honestly, it seems really easy for them. You're wondering, what is missing? I want you to know this isn't your fault. Most likely, you've been copying and pasting methods that have just worked for someone else instead of having a method as unique as you. It can be different, though, even if programs haven't worked for you before, even if you've struggled to follow through before, even if you struggle with ADHD, depression, or anxiety. Even if you're new to the industry or older and this whole social media world feels so foreign to you. Even if you don't want to make videos. It can be different. 
When you know the few things you need to focus on to actually generate money in your business, everything becomes clear. In five weeks, your business can look completely different. DM the word method to me on Instagram for details. It's at Renlopa official. I'll see you there.